All right, it is the first ever episode of the Minnesota Sports Variety Show. I am one of your hosts, David Zeller. Uh, I have my co-host, Eric Grady. Eric, how you doing, bud? You know, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I was running a little bit late here, so the heart's beating a little fast. Uh, kind of kind of my mo. But I was saying, you know, at least at least it wasn't MJ time, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it could always be worse. Yeah, that that is that is true. So, uh, all right. So this this is a podcast um, that I think is generally about Minnesota sports, uh, but we will we are going to probably often dive into non sports stuff. But um, Eric, can you give give everybody the uh, the idea behind the podcast if you if you yeah, if you can. I- I think the idea is that we're very invested in a lot of the local sports. I'm a pretty diehard Vikings fan, Loons fan. I was a season ticket holder for several years. And up until this year, I had gone to most, a lot of the home games. Um, I played soccer all through high school at Eden Prairie, love soccer, coach soccer, youth many years. So um, to be fair, soccer is my main thing, you know, we, we play soccer together. That's and also, we do play soccer yeah. together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, soccer is our main connection. Um, also broomball. I love broomball, big broomball guy. Um, I like hockey. I, I played a couple of years of hockey growing up. I follow the wild pretty closely. I would say I probably go Vikings. Number one, loons two, wild three, T wolves four. And then I probably just like watch boxing and like Stoke city and then probably baseball is like, I, I pretty much just like check the standings for baseball and see like, are the twins any good? Are the Cubs good? Oh no, they're both bad. Like I'll check in next year, basically. Like that's where my, my baseball level is at. So I guess I love sports. I'm just, I'm diehard sports guy, but I, I also like everything. I just, I'm into politics, the news, uh, comedy. And so, you know, movies, I, I love all your, your episodes that you did with the other David when you did the movie reviews, you know, I love those. So I just thought if there's not enough meat on the bone with the, the um, sports stuff, I'll talk about whatever with you, you know, I got, I got plenty of opinions. I need a place to rant and um, <laughs> nobody is really listening to me on Twitter. So I thought this would be a good, a good platform. You know, my the reason I started a podcast uh, with my a friend David Martin years and years and years ago is I just wanted to hang out with somebody uh, who would listen to me yell at them for <laughs> an hour and a half. So uh, this is, seems like a perfect place for that. So um, I, I, I'll also say uh, that we we encourage engagement and and encourage people to reach out if you want to join this podcast. Like, listen, it doesn't have to be just us ranting at each other. It can be no more than um, other other people telling us why we're wrong about things, hopefully, honestly, and, and honestly, we're probably gonna be wrong about a bunch of shit. So um, just, yeah. Get, give us your hot takes. What, what are your hot takes? You know, get in, get into that, uh, get into there. Uh, so let's just, let's quickly start off with you had, you, you bolded the, uh, the topic of uh, why can't the twins hit? Let's go. Let's go. Well, you you said you're the baseball guy, so I, I I'm guessing it's a bad hitting coach, no talent. Uh, Max Kepler turned into a pumpkin after eight years. I mean, I oh, I, I went to the Max, one Twins game you forced me to go to, but um, Max Kepler has been a pumpkin for a long time. Um, he is a. <laughs> to be fair, he started he off is, with so much promise though. He, Germany and 
He's a Hertha uh, Berlin. He's a Hertha Berlin fan. Um, okay. His parents. His parents are German. Um, his parents were are uh, dancers in the Berlin like uh, like they're Berlin ballerina ballerina. Oh, dancers. that's interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Um. So I had I gave him a lot of a lot of slack in terms of his ability to do things, uh, and then I don't know, man. Like he he's a pole hitter. He bats left-handed, and he just kept pulling into the shift. And then like everybody's like, "Okay, well, it, the shift is going to not be a yeah, thing." Wait, wait till they change the shift rules. Wait till they change the shift this rules. year. Yeah. And he's still. And we have in, in the in the in the Twins have like some really good hitters uh, in at AAA at at uh, in St. Paul. That have I you just, made it over there at all? Have you? I know those I, Saints games. I've been to a few in the past. are pretty fun. I have been over a couple of times. I live in St. Paul, so it's, it's much easier for me to get over there than it is to get over to, uh, uh, you know, Twins games. But um, I haven't been I've, – I've only been twice, I think, twice this year, maybe once. Um, but, yeah, they're, they have a kid named Matt Walner who's 27 years old. Mm. A kid. Quote, yeah, quote. to us. Uh, uh, and that dude is breaking in AAA and plays the exact same position as Max Kepler. And I just, I don't understand why, why, like what Max Kepler, like I'm assuming Max Kepler has something on the front office, much like Adrian Heath has something on the front office of the Minnesota. Well, they're, pay- they're paying him a lot of money and they hate to, they hate to sit somebody that they're paying a lot of money to, right? Everybody's looking to maximize value, but at some point, you got to You got to pay. Play your kids. Play for the future. I mean, I think they're below. They're dipped below five hundred. And even if that's, you know, leading the division or whatever, are going to be soon. They're just going to get Garden hired in the first round, anyways. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game in nineteen years or something outrageous. I mean, is what? What are they building there? You know, why not play the kids? What? What are they hanging on for? I mean, it's weird because the they brought these guys in because they understood how to build pitching staffs and the pitching is fucking amazing. Yeah. Pitching's a lot better. Yeah. Got to get things fucking that. And that was like that was like the one big thing that the team did not know how to do was pitching. Like I love Brad Racky. They they fucking threw Brad Racky out there years and years and years and the dude just gave up a home run like every like, you know, 20 batters. Well, I- but Unfortunately, you, there's like two parts to the game, right? It's like you have to be good at pitching and hitting and playing defense. Like the Vikings can be the number, you know, five defense in the league. But if the offense is 32nd, they're not going to win. Like you have to be right. at least passable in both aspects. And and maybe once in a while, a legendary person like uh, Pat Mahomes can overcome a bad defense. But that's a that's a once in a million shot. Like I just this one time. um when I was studying for the GMAT, I studied the math and the verbal and I got like a 90 on the verbal and like a 10 on the math. And so then I studied all hard again, took it again. And then I got 80, 20. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to study the math. That's it. I'm just going to crank the books, math, math, math. And I didn't touch the verbal. And I ended up with 50th percentile on each. And I spent all this time and I ended up with a big circle of being mediocre. So if you if you improve one but not the other, then what good is it doing, right? I mean, 
It's got to be right. both. Right. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. That, that This Twins season has been frustrating. Um, I don't know. Because the division's right there. It's there for the taking. You know, no it, one seems to want it. They, so, they, go get it. They, they should be 13 games ahead of Cleveland right now at this point, but they and they did not. nothing at the trade deadline, right? What, what well, the trade 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 deadline is coming up. Um, it's not okay. It's not they haven't yet, done anything so. thus far. Okay. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I, I, that will be a, a good sort of talking point with uh, you know Minnesota, the Twins, and what they what they do or what they decide to not do. I guess. Um, because the, ball, yeah, the, the trade... ballpark's beautiful. I, I had a great time being out there. The, the weather is nice. Yeah, we, I mean, it, we went, it was beautiful. It was great. I had a, you know, sat in the. We went. We went. We, yeah, we had a good time. We had. We saw yeah. uh, what, f- three home runs in our section. Yeah, yeah, right over the top of our head. I mean, pretty good bombs. <laughs> And, and yeah. that's what I'm wondering. Are we still doing the Bomba Squad thing from a few years ago when they had the, the juiced ball from the 2019? Are we just not catching on? I thought we had this huge analytics group. I mean, some, something's not something's not working. I, I've been yeah. listening to some of the talking heads, and they're saying we need a little bit more, you know, see ball, hit ball, put it into play like we used to. And I, I don't know. Baseball is not my thing. I'm just kind of repeating what I hear. But whatever, whatever's going on, it ain't working. All right. Well, let's – Let's move on then, though, to something that is your thing and uh, soccer. Yes. Uh, Minnesota United just played uh, a, a day ago, and they uh, they won three nothing. They did very convincingly. Um, this is a very uh, I know I, I, the words I want to use. You're not supposed to really say anymore because they're ableist. Because this guy want to say bipolar, and then I'm like, no, schizophrenic. They're up and down is what this team is. And their highs are high and their lows are just dog shit low. And I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand the lack of um, consistency. Yeah. I'll, I'll start. I'll try not to swear too much as I know my kids will probably want to listen to this too, but um, it, it's really frustrating. You know, I went, I went to the game that was the four one game and I had an absolute blast sat in the first row. And then the next game, my brother takes his family. I know you took your kids and it's one four the other way. And then we come back. And, and hang three um, on, uh, what is it, Dallas, Austin, who did we play? No, I'm molding all the games together. Okay. And uh, You want to say anything? No. No? You don't want to say anything? No. Tell them you love the MN sports show. You, do you like loons? A little bit. A little bit? <laughs> do, you, do you like Aurora? Not a, you like okay. City? You like Winners. the Crows? Yeah. Say like go Crows. Okay. Okay. Go Thank you, buddy. I gotta get to a crows game. MJ's invited me to like a hundred crows games, and I'm always like, ah, oh, next time like, I have to, I have to go. Like I finally went to the women's um Minnesota uh University of Minnesota game, and I had an absolute blast. And I know I'm gonna have fun. It's just, I guess there, I do like do there, it. there is there is a, <laughs> a there's a Minneapolis City game on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Yeah, at at Augsburg, um, yes, you should definitely. I have an extra ticket. I, if okay. If you need a ticket, I, I, need I, I can get you happen. there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I, it looks like a lot of fun. I've seen so many pictures. I always hear about it from MJ, and I'm just like, and I have the jersey now, and I, you know, I want to support local soccer. So anyway, <laughs> just getting back with, with yeah. the loons. I mean, okay, so their biggest playmaker is gone for the biggest part of the season. Their identity, the only person that's creative on the team 
besides, you know, Lud a little bit, who's out for the year with a, with a meniscus tear or whatever. So I give them a bit of a pass on, yeah, your team's not going to be good when they lose their best player. But um, also when he was gone for a while, the other guys were stepping up and now the other guys just seem like they're kind of just like replacement level guys, you know, but then some nights they just shine. You're like, well, maybe Bongi's going to be like a star. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's just, they disappear for a while. So I just, I think we just, we lack consistency and that's kind of what you get out of an average team. I think the only way that this team is really going to be good is if Pookie does what Pookie did the other night. Ray just found him with that beautiful through ball, couple touches. I mean, Abs- that is just class. Absolutely, absolutely class. gorgeous. Yes, just a brilliant ball. And then, and then, the right I mean, run. I, the I've timing. never seen. I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a loons player finish quite efficiently like Pookie did. Because that is not. Just that's not a nerves good, of steel. He just that's looked not at me a, like that's a goal for me. Boom, yeah, that, it, it's not an easy finish. Like that's a that's a hard finish. Um, as you as you are well aware, as a, a frequenter, <laughs> I was just a, I was a frequenter just of not of not finishing that I, ball. Oh uh, yeah, um, I know. I was just about to say I had it going through my mind when I was one on one with the keeper that one day when I was like, oh no, please make this, please make this. And when it went in, I was just like, it was hard to be like be too excited. I was like, it's just relief, just like finish a breakaway, <laughs> like, and yeah. you know. But uh, fin- the finish is finishing, and I think um, if you can get Ray doing Ray things, pulling the strings, if you can get Pookie really goal scoring. If Bongi keeps ascending, you got some guys, but you know, Boxy's strong in the defense. The defense has let us down a bit, but I, I, some of these guys have not taken a step forward. Like I would have expected. I would have expected a, a bigger curve on the trajectory of Hassani Dotson's career. For example, I would have expected Franco Fregapane to not fall off a cliff, cliff entirely. Um, Will Trapp's been better. He, I thought he was awful last year. He's been better. Um, but he's still just kind of a like replacement level guy. Like he's good, but like there's a lot of players who, who are good. Good doesn't win you playoff games, right? So I right. think they're just, they're inconsistent. Their highs are real high, but their lows are real low. They, they're definitely susceptible at the back. Um, DJ Taylor, who I thought was like maybe their standout player from last year, has had a lot of warts this year. He's uh, and I don't know if it's more tape on him or what's going on, but just some of the guys that I thought were trajectory their trajectory was going upwards have actually gone downwards, and that that's been a problem. Yeah, it is a a frustrating thing as a Loons fan to watch. Is just <laughs> the team just like kind of slipping and sliding over the, all over the field. So. Um, yeah, I, and I don't. I mean, I. I mean, I'm as the architect of the Heath Out movement. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep myself grounded, respectful. I don't want to be a dick online and everything. But um, the, but then they they do things like they did against Houston on Wednesday, where they just go and just boss a fucking soccer team, which is what a team should do, right? Like that's the whole fucking point of playing soccer yeah again oh the thing with Heath is definitely you know knows what he's doing somewhat he's good enough but that's the same thing as like he's like an average guy he's like similar to like um 
I, don't, I was going to say Mike Zimmer, but I think he's worse than that, actually. He, he's good enough to get you in the playoffs. He's pretty good in tournaments. His subbing has always been crazy. And he's a kind of a jerk to the fans. Um, he's got this haughty attitude. And you, you can't fire the whole team. And he's had this team for a long time now. It's consistently always two to three more players. It's the three-year plan. That's the four-year plan. That's the five-year plan. And I just think that we're just not seeing a lot of growth. I mean, what what young players outside of Bongi have really ascended under Heath? Like, who who has he really, like, trained up, you know? Um, oh, Oh, DFC, dude, we, I mean, the goalkeeper, cool. I we, mean, what, you know, we, we are in the third oh, three year plan, by the way. Yeah, FYI, we are. So, we are. So, I, I think it's just he's not, he's not terrible. I'd like to, when everybody says get rid of the coach, my next, my first question always is, and replace him with who? Because it can all, it can also get worse. But if you have somebody that you really think is going to be a good, solid person for the future of this team, I, I would not hesitate. I've been Heath out with you for a long time. So it, I, I'm, I, I think I've seen the best that Heath can do. Heath's, Heath's limitations are, he's got a ceiling and we've all seen it. And it's, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he plays scared. He plays, he plays scared and it, and it, it shined itself in these comeback victories and it, it, it you know, shined itself the brightest in the Seattle game when the whole field was tilting and we're up two zero going into the 75th minute and Heath, He's not built. He's not built for the big for the big moments. You can't you can't play scared the way he does. You know, and bunker. You just can't. Right. Um, all right. All we right. better move on from the loons. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, spe- speaking of bunkering, um, we're we're both uh, fathers of uh, of kids, and uh, I, I I I I'm just about to get to the point where my I have to like deal with my kids on vacation not this year next year um after they go to school for a while so um but eric you are uh, a father of, of several kids a couple kids um and uh how are you dealing with all that man yeah i mean everything changed with covid right they basically my work sent me home i became a you know uh remote worker from home and things were shut down so much and I got used to just having the kids around and everything at work kind of changed where it's like a lot of places a lot of camps now just have a couple hours there's not these like long day camps is available anymore a lot of things are still at night and so it's just I I think and my wife went back to work she was full-time now she's part-time but it's a lot more of I feel like I have to integrate doing all of these family responsibilities into my work life. And it's somewhat doable because with having everything on the smartphone, tablets and Wi-Fi everywhere, you can work everywhere, but it's just, it's just not ideal. And my kids are kind of used to it. And it's kind of drawing that line of like, daddy's on a call. And it's like, well, daddy's always on a call. Like, is this an important call? Like how how important is this call? And just kind of trying to balance that. So we've been trying to like, take them out on, on lunch breaks. We went for a hike the other day and that was great. And we were able to just do like a quick, you know, Richard T. Anderson, Dean Prairie drive there in 10, 15 minutes, do a 30 minute hike. I'm back in 15 minutes for my next meeting, but just trying to incorporate, Hey, can we do a, do a bike ride quick? But it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to balance all those things. Um, to be honest with you, it's, I, I'm a very social person and I could just not leave my room for like the entire day 
and just work and never do anything if I'm not careful. So I do things like, you know, playing a soccer team and I, I go to the gym all the time. People are like, why are you always at the gym? And I'm like, because this is the only interaction I have with humans that are, you know, over 10 years old. I mean, so I, I say because um, I hate my children, but it's not it's not like the the general vibe. But I get it, man. Like, listen, me too. Um, and full disclosure, Eric and I work together. Actually, Eric is my boss's boss, so um, <laughs> there's that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm very much a person who needs. I need to get out and do things, and which is why. And and my wife is very much the opposite of that, which works out well generally for us because I can. I can do things and, and she uh, can take care of the kids and I, and I, but I have to step up and say when I'm going to be there for the kids and stuff and that shows so she can do, you know, stuff or whatever. So um, now, don't get it, me wrong. I am an avid indoorsman. Like I am not outdoorsy <laughs> oh. at all. And so I forced myself to do these things and I bitched and moaned about how it was hot. I got too many mosquito bites. I think I got poison Ivy or poison Oak on my leg. Like, I'm going to be a huge baby about it. I loved it. I feel like nature is like part of like my higher power. It's very like spiritual to me. I loved it, but like, I am not outdoorsy. Like I, it's like, I had just like gone on a hike. I've like, I could have counted the non- number of times on my hand until like my kids got older, like really. So I, I you know, it's uh... <laughs> Eric, I, I, I fucking hate nature. I think nature is abhorrent. <laughs> I, I, thought I don't, a, I don't, I knew we had a mutual bond. I this. don't ever want to be in nature at all. Like, uh, a ca- a I, cabin. I, I love it, but I'm a huge baby about it. Like I'll a, go fishing with my friends and I'm like, oh, I got bit by a horse fly. And they're like, ah, oh, shut a, up, you big a baby. Cab- and I'm like, a, a cabin to me sounds like uh, just an extra home you're paying for for some stupid fucking reason like i don't like i've been to cabins and they're great and i love going to a cabin um but there's there's great aspects of them yeah right and then but there's I horrible aspects like the day i don't i don't uh, ever horse flies want, and, and right i don't ever want to like, and, oh my god be responsible for one of those things so no um, i don't even like being responsible yeah. for my house and that's yeah. uh that's a whole different rant well good get on it uh i mean okay. i so 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 i have a uh so i live in st paul i have a, a very nice small plot of land um the the front of my house um there's no grass it's all perennials and and things like that back you backyard son of a bitch. backyard is like we have some grass but in our uh and i have i have a i have a push mower um that i that i use occasionally and my next door neighbor uh, used to mow the lawn in the back for the person who lived the house we, we, that we bought the house from. Uh, mm. He's like, and, and his name's Dan. He's a super awesome dude. And he was like, yeah, if you want me to just keep mowing the lawn, I'm like, cool to do it. I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> it, if you want to do it, that's fucking awesome. Like, and we give him, like, I'll like, leave a six pack out for you. Yeah. Or we, yeah. We, yeah. We give him like a, like a $25, <laughs> like Menards uh, gift card for Christmas or whatever. And just like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like do, do your thing, man. Um, and so I, but I, I, I struggle with my lawn because I, there are things, there are definitely weeds that are in my fucking lawn that I need to get out of there. Um, but it's also, <laughs> I just, I just, I don't care. I don't care, man. Um, okay. Okay. So it, this is the thing is that I don't really care either, except that my perfectionist streak, my OCD streak, like makes me care. So I have to constantly remind myself 
that I actually don't care. So okay. it's just really like, it's just like a really like, um, like a keeping up with the Joneses thing. Like I see somebody's lawn who's like really nice and like, I want that. But like, also I don't want to do all the commitment it takes to like get that either. Right. And so I don't know, it's super annoying to me. I lived in a townhouse in Eden Prairie that had a homeowners association for like 13 years. And it was fantastic because my least favorite chore growing up was mowing the lawn. We had a really big lawn and it sucked and I didn't like it. And I know all these guys and all, a lot of these, like, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and they're always like, oh, mowing the lawn is like the greatest thing ever. And I'm just like, oh, you know, gross. And so anyway, it's, it's just, it's more so that I feel like it just, it should be nice. Like I just like things to like be nice and look nice, but nobody's using it. Like when I grew up, at least that lawn that I was mowing, we played volleyball on, we played soccer on, we played flag football on, like the lawn got used a lot when I was a kid in the mid nineties. And my kids don't use the lawn. They use the lawn to walk to the trampoline or to like walk to the park. So all of this taking care of the lawn, it's just for looks and it's just such a waste of time and money and chemicals and it doesn't even look good. And I'm just, I feel like I've tried everything and I'm just like, I'm over it, but also like, I can't give up completely because also like I, my, some of my neighbors really take care of their lawn and I feel like I have to like do my part kind of, but I do think they're stupid. Right. Anytime people are like, we should just plant like native grasses or I'm like, could I fill my lawn with just like uh, sand or like some you know, like how they do in Arizona or like Florida, just like shells. I would just, I would love to do that. I swear to you. It'd be so, <laughs> the dragging this hose around all the time. I just, maybe once I can like save up the money to get like an irrigation system, it would be less bad. But I just have all these mature trees that have all these roots. It's just like, you know, it's, it's annoying. And then I was just at my brother's house and he's got like a brand new construction. So his lawn is just like all plush and like, brand new and like soft on the feet and i'm just like getting a resentment like ah. uh Definitely. yeah man and end of end of my lawn <laughs> a waste of time money no water. no yes uh lawns are stupid and people should yeah. not ever have them ever um and you should put fucking astroturf down the, and the, the only time you should be allowed to, to have one is if like i want to know how often it gets used like show me your use case for it like did your, how many times did your kids play like soccer on it? Like this week, they're playing out there all the time. Have at it, man. But my lawn gets used for a couple games of bag toss and you know, like no, literally nothing. Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, I'm very excited about my, uh, my front yard. Cause I think I could probably go grow weed in there and starting in August. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're allowed to, right? Yeah. You know, I was wondering about this. Does it have to be, they were talking about this on K fan, I think with Barrero and do you have to have the seeds or can you get the plant? Like where, who's going to so, sell the plants? Like what's the deal? Here's the thing. Nobody knows. And <laughs> I think what the, the thing not. is, the thing is like, Everybody's gonna kind of look up, like, like keep a blind eye about it. Like you can yeah, bring weed. Who cares? Bring in seeds. Um, it, but you can only have four, like according to the laws, you can only have four flowering at one time, which is like okay, weird. Um, yeah. But my my next door neighbor is also he's like he's um, big, big into hydroponics. Um, he, like, hydroponic tomatoes and and peppers and stuff like that. 
and I oh I, I yeah the first thing when he said hydroponics where t- my mind did not go to I, tomatoes right away. well I, I texted him I was like well all right so where are we gonna are we gonna do weed or are we are not and he's like <laughs> he's he's also a big Grateful Dead uh, fan I'm like I I, uh, I knew the I knew the answer was yes on that one so but is it um, is it even worth it when you sink all the time and money like I used to keep a garden and I know damn well that that garden didn't have any like return on investment oh, right buddy like, buddy that. That shit flowers fast, and yes, okay, it's, it's okay. worth okay. it. It's worth cool. it. So, um, nice. I'm, not, I'm I'm saying that as a as a friend to you, not as my uh, one of my employers. So, yes, FYI. and I would like to, uh, for the record, <laughs> say that I will follow all laws of the state that I live in and my corporation, whichever is uh, more stringent. I I do not partake in the uh, the marijuana, but I am an advocate of it. I think it's much. And science just shows that's much, much less harmful than alcohol, which is legal. And it's really just been prohibition. I, I'm really shocked at how far this country has come. I remember going to Cypress Hill concerts when I was a teenager and they would have the normal booth set up and they'd be giving out the, the, the normal lighters and all that. And I was they're like, well, we're going to change the laws. And I was thinking, well, what a fucking pipe dream that this is, you know, but hey, 25 years later and uh, and they were right. So who knows, you know, over the longer course of time, that's a blip. I had a, I had a job interview with, uh, with normal, like maybe like 15 years ago, like do like their, uh, community outreach advocacy stuff. Um, and I was living with my grandparents at the time because my grandparents were my grandfather. I'd just like gone through some shit and then my grandmother was going through some shit. So I didn't have a job as well as living out in Maple Grove. Um, uh, with my grandparents and uh and yeah and i was like yeah you guys should uh be advocating for like fully yelgi and they were like that's that's aggressive and i was like <laughs> what it's like yeah and, have you seen the statistics like look yeah at, look at the republicans are on board and it's like no shit. Well, it's I, funny I, to see how they're gonna spin that one like <laughs> yeah i i didn't tell them uh, i i couldn't i couldn't bring myself line. i couldn't bring myself to tell them like in 2001 i was selling i was like bulk buying the weed and selling it to the McAllister kids because <laughs> they did not know how to buy weed. And I was, yeah. So like, like well, say I Thomas. Think that's one of the, I think that's one of the funniest things like on K fan, uh, you know, Bruno keeps bringing up, Oh, what are we going to do about the weed and the kids and all this? And I was like, when I was in high school, that was literally the easiest thing on earth to get. I knew about 30 people I could buy weed from at Eden Prairie. I mean, getting booze was, infinitely harder than getting weed i mean there is right. no what I, I think it was like an eminem song or something that was like you, you know your kids can get weed at any school in america like easily it's like that's just a fact you know yeah. so saying these laws are, oh what about the kids i mean it's it's completely preposterous uh you know obviously it shouldn't be legal but they're gonna get it it's you know you basically have to live in like a dictatorship that's going to block anything from getting into the country if you expect that you know teens aren't going to get weed it's right right ludicrous yeah <laughs> uh, not that i'm advocating it for no it. no no no. and listen like kids if you're listening to this podcast do not smoke weed um yeah, it's terrible yeah. it will not wait get till you, the wait till the not, turn 18 or 21 or whatever whatever the it will not get you super high you'll not have like amazing experiences watching um 
uh, <laughs> movies, dark, or dark li- side or, of the moon, what, or listening to albums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's uh, it's, the, it's, not, the wall. Uh, it's not gonna do the things know. you. It think makes it food should. taste worse. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's. I mean, the I, last... I, I, I want to hear about your. I want to hear about your e-bike. You got to do the e-bike. Oh, fuck that, that e-bike. Works, e-bike. It, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about the e-bike. Because I, I uh, I'm not sure. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence on this one. So, so I bought an e-bike today. Um, and uh, well, I bought it yesterday. Technically, I sent the money and then picked it up today. Um, it's a goddamn game game changer, man. Um. What, what, I, what was the impetus? What, what's what's the use so case for the e-bike? Here? I've I've been wanting to I've been wanting to buy to to buy one for a long time. Um, the impetus is literally like I I I like to bike. I I bike probably. Yes. You know, yep. A lot. Yeah, you bike. Um, you bike to the Twins game when we went. I yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Cool. So I, I bike a lot, and I'm just I just generally want to bike as much as possible. Um. I would like to bring. I like biking too. I'm just a huge baby, so I have one of those cruisers with like the big cushiony seat. That was like my main, uh, like feature I was looking for. Was like, what's the most comfortable? Yeah, (laughs) right. Like, I have like a grandpa bike with the big springs. Right on, (laughs) and and that's and that's and that's totally fine. I'm I, I, but also I also want to get my kids, like, I want to get my children into the idea of biking, and it's hard to do that if. So I have a burly. It's it kind of fucking sucks. You have to like I have to like ratchet it on uh, to my bike and my my the the bike that I I generally ride from my own personal biking. Um, wait wait, what's a burly? That's the thing that you pull the kids behind. Or yeah yeah, it's it's okay, yeah, it's okay. like it's like a like a yeah a thing you can throw the kids in. You can you can bike and it's bulky. It it, it sucks. It's you, you don't the bike doesn't travel well with that. Yeah, um, I used so, to do the little mini seat that they like sat in front of you, kind of, you know, like a little right. like, pink plastic seat that kind of gets wedged in there, and they have their own like, but but they can only use that till about age and three or something. Yeah, and that and that's better, but that's also like I like if you only have one kid, I have two kids, like I can't. Oh bring yeah, my kids, yeah, I, bring I had my kids, kids on five, bike. Kids five years apart, so right. the old one can already bike pretty well. She's yeah. a better biker than I am. She's a mountain bike. So, so yeah, so. So, uh, so, I, and then the, the e-bike that I bought has it's like it's like a cargo bike, um, which basically it has a seat for kids to sit in. Um, you can buy like straps and things like that for them to like you know strap in, um, but also they can just like sit on the on the back of the bike. And I'm gonna tell you, Eric, like I biked from where I I mean my wife and I went this morning. To pick up the bike, we we both drove over there. Uh, she drove the car home. We only have one car in our house, um, and we only ever want to have one car in our house. And I and I honestly, I think I could potentially get rid of our fucking car. Um, that is how amazing this thing is. Is that I the other job that we the other thing we normally do is bring our kids to her in laws so to my in laws house. Um, you I'm might want to run this by the by the wife before you sell the car. I've already listen, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, I've been having, I've been, I'm already having those conversations. It's it, it's a, it uh-huh. is a fucking game changer. And the one thing, obviously, is like winter, <clears throat> it, you know, shit. But yeah, 
Um, I think between, and it's the nice thing is like the seat is easily adjustable. So like I can ride it. My wife can ride yeah. it. We can easily so, adjust okay. the seat. I think for your situation, like living in the city, you're going to kind of yeah. use it to like commute and whatnot. I think it makes total sense. It's we want to cut down on like carbon emissions. I, you know, completely on board with all like climate change things. I, I think the issue that I've seen out here in the, in the suburbs is people are kind of just driving them like they're like ATVs, right? Like I'll be on a bike ride with my daughter and people will just come like flying past us. And I'm like, you're not really, are they like getting exercise anymore? Is it like pedal assist? So they just like go faster. Are they still like burning calories? Cause like I've been on a, you know, jet ski, I've been on a ATV, I've been on a snowmobile and they're fun, but it's not like a workout. You know what I right. mean? Like, so I just, are people trading in like their their workout for just like a ride that that's what i don't know and out here it seems like it's a little more just like to like look cool and not so much it's not that really that useful like i didn't they're just on a bike trail they're not going anywhere that i can tell yeah i mean i guess that's that's a good point um it is if you have a e-bike and you're 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 not like doing shit with it it seems, it seems kind of pointless, right? Like either yeah, you need to be it, like, you need to be like going to the grocery store. to exhaustion and or, like, or bring, you know. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm envisioning I could bring, I could bring my kids to Maplewood um, on the days that my in-laws watch the kids before I go to work. And I could do that trip probably in about the same amount of time that it takes me to drive my car out there and back with it, with the yeah. e-bike. And so I've that, just had I've had minor annoyances of them just kind of flying by me and fair. my daughter who are like on a bike trail and it's just yeah. kind of like, well, you're kind of like more on like a scooter, like just you should just like be on the road almost. Like I don't know, it's, it's like it, I don't know. It, it, I, no, I, I'm on the fence. That's fair. That's and that, that's totally fair. I I mean I was I was I mean I guess I don't really like keep track of like how fast I bike when I bike, um, but I was biking on this thing without the e assist on. That's back at like 15 miles an hour because like there's a, a, a odometer on the fucking bike, so it tells you how fast you're going. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I just I just normally bike 15 miles an hour. Like, cool, good, good to know. Yeah, that's generally. Yeah, thanks. but yeah. but also like, um, also like when I see people like blow by me in cars, I'm like, oh, you're going like 40 miles an hour. I'm going 15. Like, the fuck are you doing? So I don't know. I, I think I just want to, I think I, I, I want to just, like just normalize uh, bikes and, and normalize, you know, e-bikes and, and riding and let's for get sure, to a, for sure. Let's get, I just get feel a, like out here, they're a little bit more of like a fashion statement, like wearing those know. new, like on running shoes than they are like doing any kind of practical use. Whereas you're in the city, you're using it for like the right the quote-unquote like right reasons or whatever you know i mean here's thing here's thing eric though like you guys you could normalize it out there too and if you normalize it out there it will it will also normalize like inwards to the city like you're in fucking chanhassen man like you can you can normalize like just taking a bike to uh Kowalski's or oh, or Target or whatever. I just I don't trust any of these drivers around here. I I I drove my friend's scooter and I felt so exposed riding in the scooter with cars around. It, I just I think people don't pay attention. That's why there's 
bumper stickers that say like start seeing motorcycles everywhere because everyone's distracted yeah everyone's an idiot i just i don't isn't that them. isn't that know. kind of the point though like you should we should be normalizing this shit so that you and your daughter can like ride your bikes to uh the grocery store or to uh the eyeglass place or to wherever the fuck you want to ride your bike yeah i mean totally like theoretically i would i would love that and i just the suburbs just aren't built for that man they don't they're not built they're built for they were built for driving your car up it's not a theoretical man you you can just make it happen you just gotta you gotta do it you gotta do it that's the that's the that is the thing and that's i mean and it, it sucks to hear and it sucks to say um and it sucks because I'm not I'm not a person who does it as much as I probably should. But you have to you just have to do the thing you want uh, people to do. And yeah, no, yeah, it's pe- true. I'm, and people, I'm also pe- just kind of lazy and kind of a big baby. So like if I like, you know, bike somewhere in like 87 degree weather and then I'm like sweaty, I'm going to be annoyed like while I'm grocery shopping. I, I you know. I'm not going to be the best person that's going to be on like the bike first, like movement, you know, like, I, uh, I, I'm all I, for it. That people that I want get to, it. I just, I'm probably yeah. not driving that train. I get I it. I, a bike. I didn't even own a bike for like 20 years until I had kids. Oh <laughs> man. I know. I get, I, get I get it. I get it. I'm, and I'm not trying to like, uh, give you an initiate or whatever, but like, it is like people say, well, why can't we do that here? And I'm like, you can do that there. You just need to fucking do it. And that's where, I mean, that's where I come back on that. It's like you can do it. You just need to fucking do it, or uh, other pe- other people seen, need to do it. You haven't seen the political signs that are up around this area. Oh, it's going to be a real tall hill. To buddy, climb. I've been I've been at Chan Aston several times. I I know uh, where Chan Aston is, and I uh, and yes, that's a, a uh, I know that's a hard ask. Let's let's just say yeah. let's leave it at that. It's a hard yeah. ask. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, how are we doing on time here? What do we got? Like, uh, 10 uh minutes or so? maybe 10 more minutes. Uh, okay. what, what okay. is, the, what is this? Uh, I, I, I want to Burmese paradox uh, thing. Okay. I like that one, but I also, I, I gotta, I, I gotta hear about the fascist Paw Patrol again. I've heard this once on the, the Dave's I know, and I didn't quite agree with it. And now the Aquanauts are added. So I, I have to know. Uh, what this is because i i looked up after you did this rant and i could not find a lot of good information here so hit me with hit me with the fascist paw patrol so paw patrol so paw patrol does not exist in our house Um, yes i've heard this yes and it's it's for a very specific reason have you have you ever watched paw patrol eric i have watched paw patrol okay chase is on the case yeah rubble would you would you would you not agree that the uh Paw Patrol idea generally is uh, fastest as shit. I don't, I mean, you got to give me a little bit more color around that. Is you're saying because they are autonomous and they just go out and like solve crime, like crimes on their own, take care of things. Like what, what is right. making you say, because one is like in like a first responder ambulance mm-hmm. thing. One's a bulldozer. One's a, police dog that turned into a police car one's a helicopter i mean what are they doing that's fascist G- give me the, the all, background all of that they're doing all of that there's there's no actual uh um autonomy to anybody because, else that's living in because there's because there's no land. government 
there's no government, but it's, it's a TV show. I mean, it's the, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's just kids. But the, I, I guess the, I, I guess the, the police car is the, is the one that I could see the most issue with. I mean, if somebody's got a fire and the fire truck comes, I mean, who cares who sent the fire truck? You put the fire out. If someone sends an ambulance and you're having a heart attack, the ambulance comes. The police car is a little bit that on your own making decisions about sending the police car, I can kind of see a little bit of an issue on, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe it's reading into it a bit much. Uh, I, I disagree. Hardcore. Um, honestly, I think the, uh, and, and there's, there's actual like scholarly discourse about uh, how the Paw Patrol thing is, uh, there you can you can do a thing like Paw Patrol um, without it being like this sort of like like idealized state, and that is easy enough to do. But uh, the fact that oh, Tom, lean... Thomas the Tank is uh, fascist too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Like, there's like, I mean, honestly, man, Bluey. If you want, like, if you want, like, good, <laughs> good, good oh, kid okay. shit. Yeah, Bluey. yeah, yeah. No, I love Bluey. Bluey's fantastic. Yeah, Bluey. So, Bluey's great. I guess I put this more in the bucket of just kind of shitty cartoon show than like, yeah, like BuzzFeed called the show terrible. I, I would say that's true, but I just don't know. <laughs> Unstoppable God complex. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just seems a little bit uh reading into it so too much to me so I don't, I don't know eric i mean we're about the same age like the yeah the, the shows you watch growing up right like i fucking watch uh the batman uh animated yeah. series yeah uh, he-man fucking gargoyles he-man yeah like that yeah. shit was that shit was not uh aggressively authoritarian um it maybe sucked G- in some Joe. respects. G.I. Joe was. G.I. Joe was, but also G.I. Joe, yeah. um, I think everybody kind of realized. Real American hero. Everybody knew G.I. Joe was, was, you know, kind of shit and, and you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Making kids want to like, be a soldier. But things, we had things like fucking Thundercats and He-Man and that, that shit was not authoritarian. That, that shit was like, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're fighting it wasn't as real bad guys it was more fan fantasy yeah right yeah, that's true. Bad guys, and like bad guys are are bad and we should fight bad guys and that is like what but the yeah i don't know i, I could spend hours talking about how um how and i literally i do not allow pop patrol shit in my house no like, no yeah we, yeah I've heard we have a that. we have a uh <laughs> we have a, a a a book that i think uh ragnar got for his birthday that is literally it's a it's a sticker book and he loves stickers and things like that. That literally I took and and like I threw it into the I put it outside. Hopefully I just I just don't think donate kids that would, ever, would kids ever really connect the like libertarianness that these like auto these things are like authoritarian in their own decisions. I just I don't know. I feel like maybe on a subconscious level, but it just it just seems like a bit that's, of a stretch for me. I don't no, know. No, the the subconscious level is kind of the point, man. Like that's how they get you. Okay. And, and, and sorry, and I I am I am the on, on this podcast. I am the pinko commie liberal. I'm I. <laughs> I know. It's I, I wear well, I wear that. 
Yeah. I wear, uh, like, I wear... Compared to yeah. most people, like I'm super liberal, but like then when compared to you, like I, I like I'm not. I'm more like moderate. So it's yeah. it's all relative, I, right? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll wear that pink shirt uh, uh, as much as I as much as I possibly can. But that it's shit like that that it, like um it just seeds for further stuff, right? So like that's why I don't even want to have that in my house. Like I just I I'd rather. You know, fucking man, I, I'd rather kids watch fucking Barney. Um, and yeah. you know, yeah, whatever, oh, fucking power, power Rangers. Honestly, like just like watch yeah. shit that uh is empowering. It doesn't have you know fucked up gender stereotypes, and it's not a fucking libertarian's like uh cum dream or whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. all right, all right, I see where it's coming from. Okay. All right, let, let's jump to let's jump to the next one. Um, okay, so I I thought this was a good question, and so my my daughter the other night was watching um, kind of a kids uh, space show about the planets and the solar system and specific interesting things in the solar system, and they started explaining the Goldilocks zone and how you know you have to be so far away from the sun and um, and how many planets there you know uh there are that are in this range and da, da 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 and then i started asking her if she knew about the fermi paradox and then i had to go look it up because i was like i think i know what it is but like what exactly is that and like basically the gist of it is the world the, the universe is so vast our galaxy is so vast we've been around for so long there's so many of these planets that sh that should be habitable that are in the goldilocks zone where the fuck is everybody, right? That's that's the paradox. Like there should be other signs so of there, intelligent. There life. should be aliens, is what you're saying? Yes, yeah, that's a, basically, that's the Fermi paradox is like okay. science basically says like, the, this is the, the probability, like, and, and there's some reasons why they think that like it, it might not, why there might not be intelligent life. And like there, it's because the earth is a relatively like, young planet only like eight percent of planets from like whatever we are four and a half to five billion years old are in that habit habitable range so there might not be enough time for like intelligent life to occur and then there's like a secondary one where they might not have grown on land they could be like deep in the ocean where like sky travel is less likely and then there was like some other ideas about it's the, the the distances are so vast it would really be really hard to travel those vast distances but still like why no like radio signals or so no signals the fifth one is like they have been here we just like don't know it the sixth right. is like they wouldn't want to come here they think we're like inferior nothing to learn from us no reason to come here whatever right and so it's just really interesting because like growing up it's kind of like thinking people who thought they saw aliens or the fact that like there would be aliens those people were crazy but like actually science would say it's crazy to believe that like there wouldn't be other like life specifically life for sure in the world but or in the universe but likely intelligent life like that's what the math tells us so i don't know so what do you think about that oh sorry and the very last one is that as a society gets too intelligent it self-destructs it'll just like nuke itself like almost happened with like the cuban missile crisis basically so that is the fermi paradox okay i think i think uh, so uh 
I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea that there is extraterrestrial life and that it's probably here already. Um, how? What, do you, those, what are your thoughts on this? Video, those last videos that came out from like the fighter pilots where they saw like the little jelly bean and it was moving at speeds that were like ridiculous. Like when these like tenured naval pilots are saying stuff is crazy, then I, I would have thought the same thing largely that People have a lot of mental illness. People do a lot of drugs and whatnot. But when we start having like the military being like, I don't know what these things are, I'm definitely like becoming more and more. It's not a conspiracy. Like science is saying it's just likely, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I, I, we'll see. I, mean, I, T -T I don't. I don't. I don't think it's like a big conspiracy thing. I think, I think there are. I, I mean, I, we just don't know. The, the... I, think we, I think we honestly don't know. I don't think that they're like no. withholding anything. I think we just are like, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we I, don't know. I mean, I think the universe is so vast that it, it'd be hard to, I mean, the alternative is like, we are uh, specifically given and indiv individualized and that there's not some sort of other world that has develop some of the same things that we have like you know um whoa, whoa. I, are you talking are you talking like multiverse now are you going multi-universe dude have you have you have you read the three body problem i i have not okay so i'll, I'll have to bring you that book next time we're in okay. the office together uh it's a it is a it's a story it's, it's supposed to be a netflix show um i think one of the writers from lost is is adapting it uh but it's a Chinese author and it's an amazingly written book. I've read, the, there's like three books and I've read, the, I've read the first one and it kind of answers, it has like this question as like the main premise of, of the book is like, what if like we put out a, a call to the world, to like, to the universe and someone mm -hmm. actually, and someone actually answers that call and not just answers that call, but like decides Oh, we need to go annihilate those people. Yes, I, so, I think it was. It said that Stephen Hawking. I, I believe it was Stephen Hawking. I don't want to misquote him, but somebody prominent, and I'm pretty sure it was him, said he didn't think we should be putting these signals out there. That it's no. probably not in our best interests or whatever. Which I'm like, that guy was pretty smart. Like, uh, but, right? Um, yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, don't don't poke a bear. Like, you just leave the bear <laughs> alone. Like, leave the bear alone. Don't poke a bear. I feel, so. I feel like I want to think that any like creature that has gotten intelligent enough to capture interstellar travel would be like compassionate enough and empathetic enough to not annihilate people. But that's probably like naive considering uh, like uh, <laughs> have humans, you, so human species. Are, are, you, are you watching the, the are you a Marvel fan, Eric, at all? No, I don't. I don't do a lot okay. of uh, of action movie stuff in general. I, I've seen a few of them, but okay. I, it's not it's not really my main bag. It, it's it's that is kind of the main point of uh, the new Marvel series, Secret Invasion, which stars Samuel L. Jackson. Um, there's scrolls, which are shape shifting, you know, uh, humanoids, uh, and they've infiltrated lots of governments, lots of uh, media things like that 
and they can survive under um, like nuclear. Oh, like lizard people. We already have. Yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there, so I, I'm only, I've, I've only watched three episodes. There's episode four just dropped, I think on Wednesday. Um, basically it's like, no they spoilers. Can, they can, they can survive under nuclear holocaust and so uh, they the idea is that they're going to try to like start a nuclear holocaust and then all the humans take, will die take over mm. and they and there's a million of them um anyways it's a long story short it is a uh interesting concept and i think it is uh yeah i mean i don't know like i feel like Humanity should and would do better, but I don't necessarily know. Yeah, and trust, I think. Uh, and, and or trust I, I, yeah, I think we're uh, much, much more likely to um, destruct ourselves than the, the 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 current threat of aliens. Uh, I would I would suppose, but um, uh, humans are not great at really. Um, quantifying risk in general like there's that show that's like preppers that people are getting ready for like end of days and they're all worried about these different things and in the beginning they'll show like the odds that the people are like spending their whole life prepping for and it's always like the threat of like electromagnetic like pulse that disables a city is like one in one million six hundred and thirty six thousand or like whatever like the only time that one was even slightly plausible was the guy who was worried about a big earthquake in California that one they were like a mega earthquake is and it was like a you know still a low percentage but like a percentage that I was like okay like this is something that could happen so anyway I think um I don't know I think the I I think the the aliens will uh be benevolent overlords and will make big pets right all right, I think that is a good <laughs> a good spot to end the podcast on. Uh, this is, it's we, we call it the Minnesota Sports Variety Show for a reason because there are reasons, and um, it's not just sports; it's a, it's a variety. So, Eric, where if people David. want to reach out to you, where can they where can they do that? Oh God, now you're gonna make me um, remember my Twitter handle. I am at big game grade a 27 very good uh you can reach me at texas eller uh on twitter um i also co-host the dave's ideal podcast uh at tdikmn also my on favorite twitter. podcast by the way yeah yeah um if we uh if we get a p- patreon going we'll we'll do that but uh, in the meantime i think we're just gonna like keep it simple keep it local send, um, send and, us your idea send us your ideas please if you want to hear me um you know <laughs> wax nostalgic on the sixth sixth extinction or whatever your favorite you know pep topic is i would love to research it and uh and give you my unsolicited opinions on anything for sure yeah send send grady uh all of your thoughts on stuff um do not send them to me send them to <laughs> Grady. So, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody. This uh, is a good first episode. Hopefully, we'll do this. We'll be doing this regularly again, and hopefully, with some guests get, in the future. Yeah, and some music. You got to find us some some in and out music because I mean that's the main reason why I tune in for the Daves is the fantastic music. Uh, you know? All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. Take care, so, buddy. All right.
Thanks. Have fun at the concert tonight. And if you like fishing grits and all the pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh, yeah.